welcome to the 60th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimers. Heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're doing something slightly different. We're covering viruses in horror movies. Um, Obviously, there are a lot of movies in the genre, so mainly focusing on the ones that have a named virus, although I'll cover um, some other ones that don't list a cause after that. Uh, If you type in virus pandemic movies in Amazon, you'll get like some 1,100 movies. So first up, this one is a bit of a cheat. It is 245 trioxin. And it's a cheat because technically this is a chemical or a gas and not really a virus, but I wanted to mention it because it's important uh, in the horror genre. Um, So basically, this movie is based on, it's from Return of the Living Dead, and this movie's based on George A. Romero and John Russo's Night of the Living Dead. We covered Russo's movies back in episode 22. So after the original movie, the two of them split up. Romero agreed to do his dead films, and Russo agreed to do his living dead films. And those are more horror comedies than straight horror. So 245 trioxin was developed by the military as an herbicide for controlling pot plants, but it was determined that it was able to reanimate dead flesh. So the military later tries to use it to create super soldiers from the zombies. And the toxin at one point gets into the atmosphere, into the clouds, and then rains down on people and turns them into zombies as well. Symptoms. Uh, These zombies have a higher brain function, can speak and use tools. um, And they find out from one of the zombies that they want to eat people to help them with their loneliness uh, from being dead. Cure, there's no known cure, and these zombies are way harder to kill than regular zombies. Double taps to the brain and dismemberment don't work. The only known way to destroy these zombies is by incineration or electrocution. And I wanted to mention that because that movie really lists the the main things about being a zombie that later became part of the genre. So next up is uh, Andromeda, and that's from the movie The Andromeda Strain from 1971. It's available on Amazon for $4. It's based on Michael Crichton's best-selling novel, and he's the guy who also did Westworld, Jurassic Park, and a bunch of other stuff. Besides Contagion, Andromeda is considered the most scientifically accurate of the virus movies, and this is because Michael Crichton was a trained doctor. So, in the Andromeda strain, a satellite crashes to Earth and brings something else with it. It's an alien that turns people's blood into powder. Uh, The idea of the hive from Resident Evil comes from this movie, so that was cool to see. And this movie, yes, it is older, like I said, from 1971, but it really goes into depth about how they try to figure out what the organism is and how they can fight it. So, I enjoyed that part. Of the movie. Next up, the Armageddon virus, and this is from Wreck or Quarantine. 
Um, we went over those movies in the podcast in episode 16. As you'll recall, Wreck is the Spanish version and Quarantine is the English version. Uh, the Spanish version starred Manuela Velasco. The English version, the first movie anyway, was Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter. Um, and then Wreck and Quarantine. Quarantine is really just pretty much a shot-for-shot remake of the original Wreck. Um, and these movies take place originally in a quarantine apartment building, and then later uh, installments branch out uh, to be on a plane and on a ship. Symptoms. The infected become something similar to zombies. They eventually find out the virus uh, has something to do with demon possession. It's a variation of rabies that was created by a doomsday cult, and the cure... They are trying to find a cure, but I don't think they ever succeeded in the franchise. Next up, Ebola. And obviously this one is very real. Um, I prefer virus movies that are not based in reality, just because we have enough of that going on right now. But I did want to mention some of the big ones. Uh, There are a couple here about actual outbreaks. So Ebola was uh, from the movie 93 Days, starring Danny Glover. Uh, Bimbo Akintola and Bimbo Manuel. It's based on the story of a 19, I'm sorry, a 2014 Ebola outbreak in Laos, Nigeria, and the medical team who tried to combat it. And the movie is dedicated to a doctor named Amio Adavoa, who uh, is credited with keeping the virus from spreading to the lar- larger population by refusing to release patient zero from the hospital, even though the government was trying to press her to do it. Um, Sadly, she later died of Ebola. Um, Next up, the flare virus, and that's from the movie The Maze Runner. I did not watch this, but uh, it's available for $4 on Amazon. And apparently the flare virus, which is also known as VC321, XB47, is a man-made virus that was created by the Post Flares Corporation, and it eats the brain and turns the victim into cannibals. People who have the flare are called cranks. Um, Next up, flesh-eating virus, and that is from the movie Cabin Fever. We covered it back in episode 57 when we did Eli Roth movies. So, unbeknownst to the townspeople, their water supply, which is a lake, is infected, uh, and symptoms include body parts oozing and starting to fall off. There is no known cure. And flesh-eating virus obviously is not a specific name of a virus, but a category of real viruses. Uh, the fracking virus from the movie Cargo, this is an Australian movie currently available on Netflix starring Martin Freeman and Susie Porter, who I know from Wentworth. I'm sure she's been in lots of other stuff. It is hinted that the virus is due to a fracking incident, which brought up dormant viruses underground. Symptoms include vomiting, seizures, etc. It will turn the person into a zombie within 48 hours of being infected. The government even gives out first aid kits, which have a 48-hour wristwatch. Uh, countdown watch, a spike to stab themselves in the head, and a symptoms card. There is no known cure. 
An interesting side effect is these zombies are called diggers uh, because they like to stick their heads in the sand, um, which is a very strange sight. Next up, from the movie The Flu from South Korea, the virus is H5N1, um, which is real virus, uh, a deadly strain of H5N1, which is avian flu, and symptoms include sneezing, coughing, and eventually hacking up blood. The town is quarantined and almost blown up by the military. Cure, there's at least one immune person who can be used to create an anti-serum. The movie has some really good scenes in it, including one where the lead character um, discovers the body, where all the bodies are being taken. It's quite shocking. I think the movie is worth watching just for that scene. And I, I watched that movie a couple times at this point. Next up, the Calavirus, uh, which is also called M510. It's from the movie 12 Monkeys oh, and TV series 12 Monkeys. So the virus wipes out most of the world's population in 2017 and forces any survivors underground. Um, and the story revolves around several people, Cole, who's traveling back from the past, and Cassie, who is originally in the present day, trying to stop the release of the virus and the time loops that they create while they're battling the army of 12 monkeys. The virus was originally extracted from the body of a person frozen for thousands of years in the Himalayan mountains, and this is known as the Anna uh, Puma Remains. Um, sorry, Annapurna remains, and you'll just have to watch the show to figure out whose body it is. The virus is highly contagious, spreads via airborne uh, contagion or by direct contact with the infected. It is also continually mutating into other strains. I think they end up with four main strains on the show. Symptoms include the usual uh, and lead to respiratory arrest, internal bleeding, and organ failure. The fatality rate among the infected is over 95%. Uh, in 2017 in the movie, there is no known vaccine. However, someone in 2043, uh, Jonathan Foster, later created uh, a vaccine for one of the strains. So that's the Calavirus. Next up, the Crippen virus. And that is from I Am Legend, Last Man on Earth, or Omega Man, starring Will Smith, Vincent Price, or Charlton Heston. Each one of these movies is based on the same source material and has a slightly different uh, telling. Symptoms. Uh, what was thought to be a miracle cure for cancer, uh, created by Dr. Kripen, hence the name of the virus, actually turns people into vampire-like creatures. A cure. The lone survivor, because he is immune, continues to search for a cure. There are several different endings. In one, Robert, who's the survivor, uh, creates Compound 6. In another, we learn that the infected want to create their own society and hate Robert because he hunts and kills them. So I've seen all three of those. I think all three are good um, on their own merits. Um, of course... Um, Omega Man, Charlton Heston, and Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price are older. But I would definitely suggest watching all three of those. Next up, the Lupine Virus from Battle Dogs, 
2009. It's available on Amazon. It's from the company The Asylum, who brought us Sharknado and the Sci-Fi Channel, so we know it's going to be batshit crazy. A virus turns everyone in, turns not everyone, but a lot of people in New York into wolfmen. The military wants to either cure them or turn them into super soldiers. The bad general, played by Dennis Haysberth, who's from 21 and the Allstate commercials. Um, the wolf CGI is surprisingly not that bad. It's much better than I thought it would be. And it funnies the mood, the... At times, the movie is laugh-out-loud funny. Um, I don't know why we haven't heard more about this werewolf movie, because it's really a hoot. So if you like Sharknado, check that one out. Next up is The Maze Virus from an Irish movie called The Cured. It's available on Amazon for $15. I didn't watch it. Um, but I would like to watch it, but I don't want to spend $15 for it. Um, it stars Ellen Page, and it takes place after a cure is found. Um, but there are a number of issues with integrating people back into society after they have eaten um, various people's loved ones. So it's an interesting premise. I'd like to check it out when it becomes available someplace else. Next up, the MEV1 virus. That's from the movie Contagion. And Contagion is considered the most realistic outbreak movie out there. It stars Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Kate Winslet, and a bunch of other people. Uh, symptoms, sudden violent onset of coughing, vomiting, and seizures. Death occurs within several days. Cure, there are several immune people. Uh, a researcher, Dr. Hextall, develops a vi a a vaccine and injects herself first to test it and life eventually returns to normal. So I definitely recommend checking out Contagion. Uh, next up, MM88, also known as the Italian flu from the movie Virus from 1980. This is a Japanese movie and in Japanese the title is Fukatsu no Hai, which literally translates to Day of Resurrection. This was the most expensive Japanese movie ever made upon its release. It has an all-star cast, George Kennedy, Chuck Connors, Olivia Hussey, Robert Vaughn, Glenn Ford, Edward James almost, etc. After a military-engineered virus escapes when a plane crashes, it spreads out and wipes out most of humanity within seven months. All that is left are some scientists, approximately 900 people in Antarctica, and they're desperately searching for a cure, and the reason they're left is the virus does not survive in cold weather. They come up with an experimental vaccine, but now they're on the verge of being blown up by the ARS, which is an intercontinental ballistic missile system that the U.S. and the USSR had pointed at each other. So these poor people can't catch a break. Um, some people, even after that, still manage to survive. A vaccine is eventually found. And I will say that I watched this on Amazon. The picture quality is not good. In fact, they have a note at the front saying that the picture quality is bad on this film. Uh, the thing that I found interesting about this film is, uh, interaction between various people in the government who were fighting with each other over what they should do, um, things like that. 
Next up, the Mataba virus from the movie Outbreak, and that stars Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, and it's based on the book The Hot Zone. It's a, this is another film that's considered scientifically accurate if you forget all the drama about blowing the town up. So an infected monkey is unknowingly shipped to the U.S. where he bites someone who then spreads the virus on a plane and then to his girlfriend. And it quickly gets around to all the people in a small town in California. The military arrives and cordons off the town. Uh, symptoms, it kills 100% of its victims in two to three days. This is an Ebola-like virus, and cure uh, the town is safe from being nuked by Dustin Hoffman at the last minute, of course, and the they managed to find an anti-serum in the nick of time. The MZD virus from Zombieland, uh, Zombieland 2, called Zombieland Double Tap, is available on Amazon for $6.00. And a man ate a hamburger from a cow that was infected with mad cow disease. Symptoms include um, the regular infections that take effect in a couple of hours. And these zombies are still mainly intact, um, i.e. not with rotting body parts, and they move pretty fast. Cure. There is a possibly a potential cure, but I don't want to ruin it since... Double Tap is such a recent movie, so check it out and see what you think. The Necroambulus virus is from the movie Maggie, and Necroambulism is basically a zombie pandemic, but zombieism here is treated like a disease, like cancer. It does not take hold immediately, so it gives people time to be with their loved ones. Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, played by Abigail Breslin, has been bitten, and he tries to make the most of their last days together and wonders how he can bring himself to end her life when the time comes. The movie is really a drama and not a zombie action movie. I think it's an interesting approach um, to the zombie genre, and it lets Schwarzenegger show his acting chops instead of what he's usually doing, which is blowing stuff up. The Neurotoxins from the movie The Happenings from 2008. This is from M. Night Shyamalan, starring Mark Wahlberg. So plants seek revenge against humans and force them to kill themselves. This had some great scenes in it, but the movie overall is slower, so that might be a turnoff for some people. The Nephavirus is from the movie, another movie named Virus. There are a number of them uh, from 2019. It's available on Amazon. It's from India, and it's based on the true events surrounding the 2018 virus outbreak in Kerala, India, and the local community's mobilization effort to stop the spread. Symptoms include the usual horrible stuff. There is no known cure or vaccine, and Nipa killed 75% of those infected. Uh, the Panic from 2013, that is from the movie The Last Days, and that's available on Hulu. This movie is from Spain, and the directors, Brothers Dave and Alex Pastor, also brought us Carriers, which we'll talk about in a little bit. An affliction called The Panic has swept across humanity, causing people to become so severely agoraphobic that they actually die if they're forced outside. It's never explained what caused this. Uh, 
but our hero, Mark, has been trapped inside an office building, but he sets out to find his girlfriend who's pregnant, but he has to get to her without going outside, which, of course, is a big challenge. I think this is a very interesting premise. Um, I watched the movie, movie a couple of times at this point. I enjoyed it. Some people have an issue with the ending, so your mileage may vary. Next up, The Paradise Virus from a movie called The Paradise Virus from 2003. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas is in this movie. And a doctor and her son go to an go on an island vacation where they encounter a deadly virus outbreak. The mother and the CDC work together before everyone dies. And this is a very lifetime movie, but it still was an okay watch. It wasn't horrible. Um, yeah. Next up, PVH 13 from the movie The Truth, which is available on Amazon. A professor and his students discover a secret facility. They were experimenting. The government there was experimenting with truth serum, but then something went wrong, and the person is incapable of lying before they die. I watched this movie actually twice, and it really bored me to death. I just could not get into it. Um, so feel free to skip it. Uh, let's see. Next up, The Rage Virus from movies 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later starring Cillian Murphy. <coughs> Excuse me. We covered these movies back in episode 33 of the podcast. Animal activists unknowingly release a chimp infected with the rage virus. It then quickly spreads. Symptoms, uh, they occur very, very quickly. Just one drop of blood can infect a person, and you only have between 10 and 20 seconds after infection to get away. There is no known cure. Uh, the Red Death Virus, or ZN1, from the TV series Z Nation and the Netflix movie or Netflix series Black Summer. Um, if you don't know about Z Nation, that was a show on the Sci-Fi Channel that I think lasted for like four seasons maybe. Um, and then Black Summer was released, I think, last year as a prequel to that. So both are currently available on Netflix. We learn after some time that Walter Cruen created the virus from different sources such as Ebola in a lab in Colorado and plan to use the vaccine as a weapon. Symptoms are the usual zombie stuff, but Z Nation has a variety of inventive zombies that are worth checking out. And like The Walking Dead, in this universe, everyone has a virus and turns upon death even if they haven't been bitten. The government... Um, in the beginning of the show, started experimenting on prisoners in order to try to find a cure, and Murphy, who was a prisoner, was bitten but not infected. So he later tries to create a world of what he calls blendeds, which are uh, zombie-human hybrids like himself. And the cure, of course, Murphy is the cure. We're just not sure... Um, what the people will end up looking like in the end. So I really enjoyed Z Nation and Black Summer. I definitely recommend it. Black Summer I thought was really excellent in terms of its pacing. So definitely 
If you don't check out much of anything else on this list, I would suggest those, Contagion, um, and I'll give you the rest of the list at the end. How about that? Next up, the, the first of two Reaper viruses. The first one is from the movie Doomsday, and that stars Rhoda Mitra and Malcolm McDonald, and the symptoms include boils, fever, and a horrible death. The military arrives, and they build a wall around Scotland. Anyone that tries to escape will be killed, and there is no known cure. The second virus, called the Reaper virus, was in Blade 2, starring Wesley Snipes, and we covered the Blade movies back in episode 49 of the podcast. Symptoms include vampirism, unhinged jaws, and a tube-like tongue. So the vampires in this movie were experimenting with something called the Arbor virus, then they were trying to get rid of their other weaknesses, such as silver, garlic, and daylight, but they unfortunately created the Reaper virus, and it can infect both humans and vampires, and that's why they have to team up together to try to take down uh, the Reapers. So there is no known cure that I remember. The Riptide virus from Pandemic from 2007, starring Tiffany Thiessen, Faye Dunaway, French Stewart, and Eric Roberts. It's a TV miniseries that was originally on Hallmark in two parts. IMDb says, The bird flu virus spreads through L.A. as a doctor from the CDC, which is Thiessen, races to find a cure. On a flight from Australia to the U.S., a man dies. Then those around him become infected and start dropping like flies. So another uh, Lifetime-ish movie. Next up, the Solanum virus from World War Z starring Brad Pitt. And this virus causes very fast-moving zombies that quickly cover most of the world. They act more like ants in a hive than individually. And Brad Pitt eventually, at the end of the movie, injects himself with a vaccine and it works. These are not my favorite kind of zombies just because they're not even remotely realistic. The Trixie Virus from the movie The Crazies, which we covered last week, starring Timothy Oliphant and Rhoda Mitchell. In both the original and the remake, the town's water supply is infected when a military plane carrying the bioweapon crashes into the nearby river. Symptoms include strange, violent, and murderous behavior. Appearance, no difference in appearance in the first movie because it was low budget and they didn't have any money to do it. In the remake, it becomes much more of an action movie, and the infected here have bulging veins and discolored eyes. There's no known cure, and the military's plan is, as usual, is to nuke the town, and before that, they burned all the bodies of everyone that they encountered. The Tyrant, or T1 virus from Resident Evil, starring Mila... Jovovich. This, of course, is based on the video game. We covered this franchise back in episode 24. The virus was created by the Evil Umbrella Corporation, and originally it was hoped to have regenerative powers, um, and it was thought to have been released due to a lab accident in the hive. It is later learned it was created on purpose to wipe out most of the world's population. Symptoms the infected become zombies, and Alice is immune, and 
for a cure. The Umbrella Corporation chases her around for however many movies there are, like eight or something. And in the end, uh, ten years after the initial infection, Alice unleashes an anti-serum that will eventually make its way around the globe and save everyone. And the last one that we have a name virus for is the wildfire virus. And that's from AMC's long-running TV series and the graphic novels, of course, The Walking Dead. Symptoms. All humans are infected, and if they die, even if they've not been bitten, they will become zombies. If someone is bitten, they can quickly amputate a limb and hopefully survive. There is no known cure at this time. Now on to the virus movies where they don't actually have a name. I think these are the main ones that you might encounter. So The Bay from 2013 is available for $4 on Amazon. And it's a found footage film. And a waterborne organism affects a coastal Maryland town. Between is a series on Netflix, two seasons. A mysterious virus affects everyone over 21 and the kids are left to fend for themselves. Bird Box which is probably one of the more popular movies on this list. Of course, starring Sandra Bullock, available on Netflix. An unknown force makes everyone crazy who looks at it, and then they kill others and themselves. And somewhat related, topic-wise, is the movie Blindness, starring Julianne Moore and Mark Ruffalo. A highly communicable disease makes everyone in the world blind. Then there's Carriers, I mentioned uh, earlier. That's also available on Netflix, starring Chris Pine and Piper Parabo. They are in a group of friends who try to outrun a pandemic, and they realize their journey, over the course of their journey, that it's really the people that are left they have to worry about just as much as the virus. Um, another earlier movie, The Cassandra Crossing from... 1977, starring an all-star cast, Sophia Loren, Martin Sheen, Ava Gardner, Richard Harris, O.J. Simpson, and Burke Lancaster. Unsuspecting people on a speeding train with a plague-ridden Swedish terrorist on board. The authorities won't let them off the train and try to route it over an old railroad bridge called, you guessed it, the Cassandra Crossing. Will anyone make it out alive, and if so... Will they then affect, infect everyone else? This is one of the number of 70s disaster movies that included The Towering Inferno, The Poseidon Adventure, etc. The pacing is a bit slow until the final act where there's lots of excitement. Um, I like the train crash scenes and thought they were well done by 1970s standards. So if you watch this, hang in there till the end. Uh, Children of Men. There have been no births for 18 years since a global flu pandemic made everyone sterile. Contagious from 1997. Cholera-infected shrimp are served on a flight to the U.S. from Mexico. Lindsay Wagner, a.k.a. the Bionic Woman, saves the day. Containment, a British movie from 2015. Residents wake up to find their apartment building has been sealed off by hazmat suit-wearing people who will shoot them if they go outside. Then there's Containment from 2016. This was a TV series from the CW. I think it's currently available on Netflix. Um, 
in which the city of Atlanta is quarantined and no one can get out. Ran for just one season. There's Contracted from 2013, available for $4 on Amazon. A woman has a one-night stand with a stranger and contracts a mysterious illness. There's Demons from 1985, that's available on Shudder. This is an Italian gore fest from Lamberto Bava, who's Mario Bava's son, and Dario Angento, who brought us Suspiria and a bunch of other stuff. A supernatural plague turns everyone in a movie theater into demons. Uh, there's a fun 1980s soundtrack from lots of famous people, including Billy Idol and Motley Crue. Um, you just need to... I think this movie is enjoyable. It's really funny at times. Just don't take it seriously. Um, it's way over the top and very campy. I, I enjoyed it. So uh, let me know what you think of that. Then there's Deranged from South Korea. A parasite drives people to drown themselves. There's the movie The End question mark and a guy is trapped in the elevator while everyone else quickly turns into zombies. His being trapped in the elevator turns out to, to be a blessing in disguise. The Girl with All the Gifts. A fungus turns people into zombies. The government is experimenting on those born to infected mothers to see if they hold the cure. Here Alone on Netflix. I think The Girl with All the Gifts is on Netflix too. Uh, a woman survives alone after her son and child died during the apocalypse. She then encounters a man and her teenage daughter. Beware, there are no happy endings in the apocalypse. Then there's a series from the National Geographic um, channel. has six episodes total, currently available on Amazon, I think for $5, called The Hot Zone, and that is also based on the same book, that the movie Outbreak we talked about earlier is based on. How It Ends, available on Netflix. Forrest Whitaker and his future son-in-law, who he really doesn't care for, head cross-country to get to his pregnant daughter or wife during the apocalypse. Infection from 2004. This is a Japanese movie, and I'm not sure where you can find it because I did not find it in the usual spots. Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Shudder. Um, or to be. So infected, the infected here uh, liquefy into green goop. Invasion of the Body Snatchers slash the invasion. Even though earlier installments had alien spores turning people into pods, the last one, which is called the invasion, transforms the threat into more of an alien flu. Um, and those who are infected try to barf on the uninfected. So we covered the Invasion of the Body Snatchers in an earlier episode, but I wanted to include this because of the uh, flu-like final chapter of this. Uh, the movie, It Comes at Night. Two families try to survive in the aftermath of something. We never learn the specifics. It follows uh, a monster who is out to kill you via a sexually transmitted disease. Mulberry Street from 2007. This is British. Um, $4 on Amazon. It's similar to quarantine. A rodent virus transforms people into rodent-like creatures. Night eats the world. A guy is held, in his is held up in his apartment in Paris during the zombie apocalypse. 
this movie is much more about loneliness and monotonous survival than really anything else. Pandemic from 2016. Rachel Nichols, who you may remember her from Continuum, Criminal Minds, and most recently, The Man in the High Castle, stars as a doctor who leads a group to find survivors during a worldwide pandemic. This film is shot in first-person POV, uh, similar to first-person shooter video games, so I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, No known cause for the pandemic, and those in the early stages can be immunized. Panic in the Streets. This is the oldest movie on this list from 1950, available for $4 on Amazon. In New Orleans, there's an outbreak of pneumonic plague, first in the immigrant population, and the doctor new to the city tries to navigate the politics and personality involved. Patient Zero from 2018. $12 on Amazon, stars Stanley Tucci and Natalie Dorner. A man who survives a zombie bite discovers he is immune and can communicate with zombies. Pondy Pool. Uh, Here's another movie that I cannot find anywhere. I keep looking for it. Uh, It's about a DJ that's held up in his studio during a mysterious outbreak. I really would like to see that, so I hope it comes available someplace soon. Uh, the series The Rain on Netflix uh, has had several seasons. It's about a brother and sister who survive after most of the world is wiped out. So, really liked the first season. The last one, not so much. I think they're doing one more to wrap it up. Ravenous, a remote town terrorized by a mysterious plague. The Satan Bug, available for $6 on Amazon. A leak from a lad leads to the eradication of all life on earth and here are three movies that sound very similar that are hard to keep track of if you don't know which is which so there's shivers from 1998 available four dollars on amazon this is david cronenberg's first movie it was a low budget movie and it's about a doctor who created a parasite that is both an aphrodisiac and a venereal disease and it's unleashed in a Canadian high-rise apartment where everybody becomes sex maniacs. Now, you would think from that description that it would be interesting, but after having watched it twice, uh, there's another one that I couldn't get into. It was just boring. I know where they were trying to go, but it just didn't do it for me. Um, After Shivers, there's Slither from 2006, $4 on Amazon, a slug-like alien parasite takes over the bodies of people in a small town and use them to feed and procreate. That one's pretty funny. And then Splinter from 2008. Something like an alien porcupine parasite infects people or part of people. Um, and much of the action of this takes place in a gas station. And that was it's a really good movie, I think. So check that one out. Then there's The Stand. From 1994, I can't remember how many hours that is, but um, I have the DVD. It's not available on Amazon. It's based on the Stephen King novel starring Gary Sinise, Rob Lowe, Ossie Davis, Molly Ringwald, and Ed Harris. And um, the story of a top-secret experiment gone wrong when the lab accidentally releases something that wipes out most of humanity In this case, the weaponized version of influenza is accidentally released into the world 
and within two weeks, more than 99% of the population is dead. Then there's two more movies, Virus from 2016, $4 on Amazon. Teenage sisters are thrown into an insane world where everyone is stricken with a parasitic virus. And then lastly, the movie Virus from 1999, $4 on Amazon, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, William Baldwin, Donald Sutherland. A team fights an alien threat aboard a research ship. So, no recipe for this week. Um, after talking about all these viruses, who wants to eat? And let me see. In conclusion, I already suggested a couple of movies, but let me just look through this list again real quick and see which ones are standouts. As I said, definitely watch Contagion. Um, I really enjoyed Wreck, uh, the Spanish version. Um, the Flu, as I said, has some really great scenes in it. Twelve Monkeys is a, you know, the movie and the TV series that was on sci-fi. I really, really enjoyed. Um, it's very complicated mythology, but if you like that sort of thing, it's definitely worth a watch. The Crippen Virus, I like to see the three different interpretations of the source material in that. Battle Dogs, that's one that I never knew existed until I started this. It is hilarious. I definitely suggest you check it out. Outbreak, also good. Um, but if you have to pick between Outbreak and Contagion, I would pick Contagion first. Zombieland, of course, is always wonderful if you like zombies. Um, the, the Last Days was very inventive in terms of not being able to go outside. 28 days later and 28 weeks later, of course, I loved. And I've already said I love Z Nation and Black Summer. And The Walking Dead, I watched from the first time it aired through, I can't remember what season it was at that point, and they lost me along the way, but... Uh, I might revisit it again at some point. The original content is still the earlier seasons, I think, are good. I just have a problem with so much dialogue and no zombie action because I'm watching the show because I want to see zombies eat people or people fight them off. I do not want to watch soap opera. If I did, I would watch a soap opera. So those are my favorites out of this list. Uh, your mileage may vary. And where can you find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. Until next time, stay in the house. Don't go outside. Don't have contact with anybody you don't want to have because unlike these fictional viruses... Uh, COVID-19 is very real, and I would like to see as many of us get through this as possible. So take care of yourself. Talk to you next week. Bye.